Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Dawn of X podcast, the podcast where we talk about the best books in the X-Men line. I'm your host, Sinister Nick, accompanied by my co-host. The one, the prime Sinister. It's Sinister Josh, the OG diamond forehead (laughs) motherfucker. Uh, And uh, yeah, everything is Sinister. Every time I read that line, by the way, I just kept singing it. (laughs) Everything is Sinister. Uh, yeah, today's going to be a deep dive into the Sins of Sinister issue one and then two episodes of X-Men the Animated Series, The Cure, and I forgot the second episode's name. Something Apocalypse, I think? Come the Apocalypse. Yes, which I have many opinions about that four-parter that just for some reason was a two-parter. Um, <laughs> So today... Yeah, they crammed a lot get... into those two little episodes, man. Yeah. So before we get into Sins of Sinister, we had the Super Bowl this weekend. Uh, that's the game where people throw a ball at each other and try and get the ball to some other part of a big field, right? <sighs> Dude, come on, don't don't do this. This is what what, what? like oh, pro wrestling is fake. Yeah. Come on, man, <laughs> don't shit on what people like. You know, I'm I not shitting on it. I just don't know much. I'm just fucking with you. Yes, that is the pre- the general premise of the of the game. Yes. Some um, of our listeners might not know. <laughs> some of our listeners. Yeah, we have some international listeners from time to time. I've yeah. seen on the stats. So that's Boom. cool. Um, our during foot- that, our okay. football. Um, the Honestly, dude, the Super Bowl was pretty fucking good this year. Like the ending was a little meh because of some, some questionable refereeing. Oh, I but- know because two of my wrestling podcasts spent the first minimum 10 minutes bitching about choices made at the end of the game <laughs> so i have like made. a full recap <laughs> choices were made by somebody who was 20 yards away that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> um but no it was like legitimately like uh lady baltimore and i do not give a fuck about like either of those teams really despite being mid-atlantic folk you know like we had a, a passing rooting for philadelphia but um but we couldn't like we were just the enthralled by the game it was fucking great it was back and forth it was fun as fuck i've never in like that is a legitimately one of the most enjoyable super bowls i've ever watched and then the fucking halftime show dude rihanna fucking told me it sucked that's what What? everyone kept saying even my dad was watching saying it kind of sucks no they are wrong you need to do yourself a favor and go watch it like i never watched that i never cared about the halftime but she kicks ass and her like the Because you think of the halftime show as a fucking spectacle. And what she did was a spectacle, but on such like this minimalist level that it's it's fucking brilliant, dude. It's fucking Uh, Fox News told me that it was satanic because she was wearing red, dropping down on a bunch of people wearing white. Mm. Okay. So it might be satanic. Uh, Just a little heads up. You know what? Here's news flash for Fox News. If it is. That only makes it fucking cooler, dipshits. <laughs> you fucking nerds. Um, so during Super Bowl, the thing I cared about the most, we had some nerdy trailers. You fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Point proven. Um, we had the trailer for The Flash and Guardians 3. So right off the bat, the Flash trailer, as much as we talk about X-Men and Marvel stuff here. I love DC and I love the flash and I know Ezra Miller has been doing a lot of weird shit the past like year 
weird but, man shit that is, trailer is, looked good weird shit is definitely a way to put it oh yeah um, it's, a, it's a it's a small horrendous way awful shit is yes. maybe a, uh, another another uh, <laughs> phrase we could use um but yeah, that movie did look pretty funny. Right? Like, I saw so many people had the same reaction of like, shit, I don't want to like this, but this looks pretty fucking good. I, mean, I know he held several people against their will for quite a while, but like... Allegedly. 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 Sorry, please. Good God. Yes, allegedly. Um, But damn, if it, if two Ezra Millers has been... <laughs> <laughs> and not only not only are they like oh what are we gonna do we have this ezra miller movie we have two ezra <laughs> <laughs> we really can't edit him out of the movie <laughs> really, like no wonder they couldn't do anything about it like they couldn't edit around it it was barry on barry on barry on barry <laughs> you literally couldn't escape all the him. way down motherfucker uh, yeah, I know. I loved it because I love the Flashpoint comic, and basically, this is Flashpoint. If yeah, anyone's ever it, read it, yeah, it looks just like Flashpoint. And of course, I'm a '90s kid. I grew up with Keaton as my Batman, so seeing him in the suit saying the words on Batman, oh, just God, like man. it hit all the feels, and it kind of makes sense why internally we keep hearing that this movie's really fucking good, and like yeah, how. There- be, I mean, beyond like besides the fact that it's got a white male lead, like of course it's you know it's got way more protection from the studio than than yeah. say the Batgirl did. Um, but like, it says something though. If like the studio that just nixed a bunch of fucking shit, people were legitimately like going to pay good money to see. Yeah, is like uh, we're gonna risk the blowback of keeping Ezra Miller in this movie because like it's pretty fucking good and uh like legitimately like. we have gotten ourselves into a corner and like we this launches the rest of our fucking ideas like yeah this is gonna be their new 52 this is gonna be how they reset everything but the fact that like even James Gunn during his whole like announcement about the upcoming movies he singled out Flashpoint saying this is one of the best superhero movies Cool. I mean, seen. what else is he gonna say though? Well, he didn't go like also Blue Beetle and also <laughs> Aquaman too. Like he said, the Flash, <clears throat> and they've been doing <laughs> test screenings. And like, I know they've changed a lot of scenes. Apparently, like they just redid the ending to fit this new, this new era they're going into. Because the previous ending had a lot of stuff teased for the future that's now never gonna happen. But apparently, like every test screen, this movie does well, and like just everything about it seems good i kept hearing that you know whatever whatever i want at least see a trailer yeah that fucking trailer sold it <laughs> like dude supergirl fucking. oh my god if she That's... proves herself and people really like her character they're gonna have to use her in the supergirl movie because they're already picking and choosing what they want to keep from this universe basically yeah if she becomes like a big hit they're just gonna use her and say fuck it whatever fuck it people like her we'll use her if not, I love it. I love that they're going with Supergirl. Quick. What was that? If she's not great, though, she'll be axed real quick. Oh, yeah. She's a woman. She, yeah. has, she doesn't stand a chance. <laughs> Even if she is great, they might still fucking recast her. Like, sure. But there will be uproar if people like her a lot. And something about her just looks fucking sick. Like, she, she looks, looks fucking really hardcore, cool. right? Yeah. Like, yeah. So Which I think would fit. Like the, her demeanor seems like it would fit the the Supergirl type movie they're they're looking to make. Though, like she was a little bit more hardcore in that series, from what I understand. 
from understand, yeah, I haven't read that book sadly, but yeah. Yeah. I want to though. It sounds like the sounds good and like the art looks fucking wild. The art looks fantastic and um it's super it's supergirl woman of tomorrow. Yeah. And by Tom King, who's always really, really good. Yeah, he's pretty good. Um, but of course, which I'm happy about, the moment it was announced they're basing off that book, that book yep. was sold out immediately. I mean, I all of that. them. That's yeah, great. Like now, yeah. Swamp Thing, like a bunch of like copies of Alan Moore's Swamp Thing were yeah. fucking selling out. The fucking Flash stuff was selling out. Like you just said, Supergirl. I think there was something else too. I heard that was yeah, Grant Morrison's um, yeah, Batman, All Star Superman, and Batman Robin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All selling out, and I yeah. I want them to continue because even at the end of the Flash trailer, they're like, "Hey, want to know more? Read these books." And they put like three books in the screen. Oh, like, I feel like I missed awesome. that. I didn't see that. That's because awesome. the very end, they put a picture of Flashpoint, New Fifty Two, Flash, and something else—a prequel comic for the movie. And it's yeah. just like right there. I'm like, yes, do that more often. Like, That's I really, really cool. want to see that. That's really cool. But uh, other than that, we had the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 trailer. And I am not ready for this movie, man. Like, yeah, it looks like they're 100% going to be like, so we want to have a conversation. We're going to sit you down. Everyone in this movie is going to die. <laughs> we like, know James is- Gunn has I no have. issue killing characters at all. Mm. he's the reverse Stephen moffat like he'd like go ahead kill him like if it helps the story go for it kill your darlings yeah um i i think the movie has a few fake outs oh it's for the trailer at least like everyone's like oh this is where rocket dies i'm like no that's what they're showing you so much rocket there's stuff they're not showing i forgot that they were doing the high evolutionary yeah holy shit like all those like animal chimeras basically in this movie i'm like oh my god this is gonna be every time a guardians of the galaxy movie comes out i'm like this has got to be the bridge too far right (laughs) yeah no i mean this is i I can't wait because i I love i really really like the first one and controversially i think the second one's even better and that is controversial on this podcast on this very (laughs) much Again, because of the ending, that ending made me cry in the theater with Yondu dying and everything. But but that's because of your attachment to that character, like from a plot standpoint and from like just from a plot standpoint, it did everything the first one did except better. I don't know, man. That movie (laughs) different, different debate, different podcast. But yes, I am excited for this third one. I think because James Gunn knows this is the ending for he's been open saying this is the end of his Guardians team. So like, yeah. Obviously, not everyone's gonna die. They have plans for probably Adam Warlock and this and that. But we know Batista, the actor Dave Batista, he's is done. More happy to be done. He said this is his last movie, no matter what happens. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, I'm excited. That's gonna be really. And there's really only good. so much longer that like Bradley Cooper can get inside that raccoon costume. You know, it's like really it's get, he's getting older. It's getting harder to do. <laughs> Actually, in reality, um, I don't know if I mentioned on this podcast, but Dave Batista, people were asking, oh, do you want to be like maybe Bane in the DC universe? And he started laughing. He's like, no, I'm in my 50s. I can't stay in that kind of shape. And everyone's like, he goes strange. Let the guy relax. Let him just put tiny glasses like he loves to do and then make him be Hugo Strange. And like, yeah, that works for me. Let Dave Batista be Dave Batista, man. Apparently, he's like one of the like the best actor in that cabin, knock at the cabin, which apparently I is good. Legitimately, all I've ever heard and seen is him. And I want to, and I do, oh, I don't even know what the movie's about. I just want to see it because Dave Batista is supposed to be good in it. And I love Dave fucking Batista. He's so good. Like, the, now the debate's been happening of like, oh, who's the best wrestler turned actor? It's not a debate. It's not. No, it's not. 
Like no, Cena is good in his stuff. Rock is good in his stuff. Batista's good in everything you put him in. Yeah, and no, but The Rock is The Rock in everything you put him in. Yes. John exactly. Cena is more or less John Cena in everything you for like a couple of his first fucking movie roles, he legitimately was John Cena. Like yes. that was the role he was playing. Dave Batista is legitimately taking on a variety of fucking roles and so good. Crushing them. It really hit me actually for anyone who's seen uh, Blade Runner 2049. He's in that movie for like five minutes and he absolutely kills it. Absolutely kills it. So I'm happy about that. And then because this week is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania, um, my favorite review, my favorite non-review review I've seen is apparently everyone's seeing a different movie. And I relate to that because every review I see is so dramatically different hmm. from like reviewers. I usually trust and like, and just like want to see their opinion. It's either like, that was fine that was complete dog shit or like that was really really fun and really adventurous and blah 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 like so wait are you legitimately saying that people are honestly seeing different movies or like people's reactions are as those reactions okay okay yeah yeah. because i was like damn is marvel literally releasing a bunch of different cuts (laughs) and fucking with people (laughs) that would be amazing (laughs) i could see it happening if any company could get away with doing it it would be marvel oh yeah but um, disney disney would be like fuck you we do what we want Basically, even but, though yeah, I've seen vast reactions, but the number one reaction I always see is Jonathan Majors as Kang is fantastic. I mean, people have been saying that since Loki. He was in. Yeah. He was. He was Kang for like an episode, basically. He was a different character. He was Immortus, basically. No, but no. What I'm building to is, and people since then have been oh, yeah, talking yeah. about how incredible he was, like. Yeah. yeah, there is no doubt people, whether he honestly, whether he's good or bad, I think people will just going in there like he's going to be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and he's going to be the bad guy in Creed 3, which I do want to watch. I still haven't seen any of the Creed movies. I've only seen the first one, which is actually a really good movie. I have no I idea why I haven't That's watched what the second I hear. one. <laughs> That's what I hear. Yeah. Um, and then also during the press junket, Kevin Feige answered a lot of questions about the future of the Marvel Universe, how they're going to cut back on how many projects that happen at once to give other projects more time to breathe, as he puts it. And then he said about X-Men that for a long time, the big problem was his writing staff of how they're going to bring them in. And he said, like, a few months ago, we finally figured it out. And we're really excited for everyone to see what we're planning. And then he talked about how very, very soon we're going to hear about the Fantastic Four, which I hope so, because they're supposed to start filming, like, this summer. And we have no idea who's playing anyone in the movie (laughs) so he said i think maybe something that happens in ant-man and the wasp relates to it probably so maybe he was waiting until after this movie comes out so fantastic four to x-men for fantastic four yeah that makes more sense um so this is the first i'm hearing of the x-men news yeah yeah, the x-men yeah so apparently they now for the past few months know how they're bringing them in okay so what that means then is nothing that's about to come out from them will have jack shit to do with the X-Men. I don't know because we have Deadpool 3. They did confirm it's radar. Um and they haven't have they even started filming that though? Is that like when I think does that like come out? in a few months they're gonna start filming. Because Hugh yeah, Jackman's so, already like showing pictures of him being Yeah, so like if they're just now starting to film, that doesn't count because now if they have their quote how they're gonna do it, then they I mean, we know, but I mean, like, 
like Ant-Man, um, the secret invasion, like things that are like filmed and done and like just ready to be released. Like yeah, probably not. Yeah. So I'm not gonna we'll watch any of that. That's you know, my protest. <laughs> well, I mean, you haven't seen Black Panther two yet, right? No, we fucking meant to watch it this last weekend. We didn't do it. Yeah. Well, the, the name war confirms that goddamn that fucking runtime. <laughs> name war confirms all of his stuff. Fear so. ADD, and you're like, oh, go watch this three hour movie. No, man, can't do it. <laughs> and you're gonna cry. <laughs> so and then no there's that. that. Like, no, man, I don't want to do that either. <laughs> um but yeah so i'm excited to see what they have planned i mean that's been even for us like the biggest question of like this established universe is all of a sudden gonna have mutants like how does that make sense that's what i i I, and i and i still feel this way even though we 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 live in this world where like alternate realities and parallel universes and multiverse shit is is fine and everything's cool but like i don't want them to be from another universe i don't want that I don't want them to be like a multiverse thing that comes in in an incursion. Like I, that hmm. feels cheap. Like I want them <laughs> to hard. be of our world because yeah. they, like the thing is they are a mutation of us. So if yeah. they come in, that's not how it works. Yeah. I don't, I don't think they're going to do that. I used to think that, but I think they're, they've been laying breadcrumbs little by little. I think when, from the rumors I'm hearing about other projects, I think that, it's going to be they came from our earth. I mean, because, again, I haven't seen Black Panther, but I, I do suspect that it's somehow confirmed that Namor is the first mutant or some shit like that. Or is a, a mutant, mutant at least is a mutant. Yeah. And then we had uh, we had the guitar riff and uh, Miss Marvel being a mutant <laughs> in a in a oh, wait, not Miss Marvel. Is that yeah, Miss Marvel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miss Marvel. Yeah, was... yeah. We didn't get a trailer for the Marvels, which people were waiting for. And we never got. I that. am waiting for that. That like the ending of Miss Marvel when Carol then they they got that swap and shit. Like I like oh, I I'm like damn. I want that movie now. What's going on? Where are they? <laughs> there people thought there were going to be a trailer for Secret Invasion and the Marvels, and they just didn't have them. And like the Marvels comes out in like July, so like I don't know when they're gonna drop that one, but we'll see. Anywho, what else to, comes out in July? I feel like I just saw. Look, is it, is it Flash? Does Flash? Flash come is, out? I want to say June. June, okay. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Anywho, right. anywho, so now let's get into this sinister world because oh God, everything is sinister, bro. Our man, Mrs. Sinister, has taken over, and by the time we get to the end of this book, so many questions. <laughs> um. Just, just all the questions. I cannot believe how excited I am to read this goddamn scene. Like I was already like excited, yeah. you know what I mean? Well, now, now I'm like, yes, please. When is the next book? Can I have it now? This feels like a Powers House of X kind of book, but sinister. Yeah, right. Yeah, and, very uh, much. So let's, let's start right with it where it says 10 years into the future, we have sinister in the hatchery with a bunch of almost like Nathan Summers looking guys, but probably just chimeras, like perfect chimeras probably. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I think because of the eyes, I just assume they were all Scott Summer clones <laughs> because it's <laughs> because it's sinister and their eyes were red. I just went, Oh, they're all Scott Summer clones, but exactly. who I, yeah, it could be anything. So he says to me, my me's. <laughs> So again, back to your, you know, 
Hoxpox. That's basically how uh, Dawn of X started. Yeah. And then we cut to Xavier, Hope, and Exodus talking about their upcoming plans and revealing they all have diamonds in their head because Sinister tainted everything for this resurrection like we called last time. Yeah, so here's the thing. So here's what we learn. We learn it in a, in a little bit. Yeah. But he's been doing it. He's been trying to do this from the beginning. Like, yeah. from the very <laughs> beginning, he put his DNA. And he, he was, always and betrays. Always. He always did it. He always fucking put the DNA. He put his DNA in everyone's backups from the moment they started this project. And the only reason people haven't been sinisters this whole time until now is because hope for some unknown reason when she does what she does as part of the process she course corrects that and (laughs) takes that sinister gene out so which explains why he tries so hard to kill her yes i love it like when he explains his evil plan which was i had to kill her so that i could get my clone my 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 genetic chimeras of me to, to into the resurrection pool i couldn't make it look like i was just trying to kill her so i killed everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> okay now that we're just talking about this real quick is this how we get rid of resurrections because they're tainted now oh man like so what we'll get to too in a little bit though is like i i w- there's a graph we're gonna go over later in a okay. little bit so we'll get to it we'll get to it then. and yeah and i and i and we'll talk to it in a little bit but yeah the the multitudes that i feel are being set up for for us to come back to some kind of like pre-krakoa era x-men like ooh, you know what i mean like okay this could this could be the beginning of some some reset to i probably maybe even align with the new marvel movies i don't fucking know but like (laughs) So we cut to the Quiet Council where basically Emma, um, Hope, and Xavier are putting on a show for the rest of the council, arguing about should they let more humans in and get more human genes into this new system for resurrection. It would be great for making a better trades with everyone. And everyone, for the most part, basically agrees, like, you know what, this is good optics for us to let more humans in. And Emma acts like she hates the idea while they argue back and forth. And eventually... Everyone comes to an agreement. Then we cut to uh, well, one year. Kate, in the future. Kate doesn't seem too on board with it. No, not fully. And yeah, everyone's not fully on board, but they're doing. But one thing I do like early on is we see them like so Emma and, and Charles and Exodus and Hope. They all they are all sinister clones. And we know that. But they all they all are still acting like themselves. But now that, you know, they're sinister clones they seem a little sassy sinister. They're like the sassy yes. version of themselves. And we see the extent of that, how people are still them. Yeah. Just the worst impulses of them, essentially. Yeah. So we cut to a year in the future where, um, what is his name again? Ben Urich. Ben Urich, thank you. Uh, ben Urich is trying to secretly meet with J. John Jameson and tries to give a little scan to make sure he's still him. Everything looks good. And he's like, man, I got this crazy thing going on. I okay. think. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. 
Um, got this crazy thing going on right now. Uh, it looks like the mutants are lying to us. They're doing something weird to us. People aren't who they say they are anymore. It's, it, it immediately gave this invasion of the body snatchers feel. Yeah, 100%. And what it is, so like in this year what what we've learned in this in this in this scene is that the uh Krakoa has given people a non they they can do it if they want it's an elective thing but it's basically an x gene implant that they say is like non-active or something yeah. like that <laughs> so people we're we're in a world now where people used to like hate the x gene and now are willingly taking it so that they can live forever and when ben urich is talking about it though and, and he's saying oh they're getting these these they're volunteering for these shots and it's, it's taking them over i'm like oh man this has got a weird anti-vax feel to it like all of a sudden <laughs> so then we have sinister or sinister uh, j john jameson reveal himself basically like yeah we put out this fake uh scanning mechanism like just to root you people out so um we got good you job. sorry good, <laughs> good job good. reporter man you fell for it <laughs> and then we have back on kokoa forge with a diamond in his head of course um yep. right on right under right under that red uh scarf you know that headband um basically making a machine to make it look like orcus shot a beam to them but also makes kokoa brain dead yeah it basically yeah it keeps him alive in the sense that they can use his powers basically but he has no like consciousness now you know what i mean yeah the picture they use after is pretty rough too it's so like it's honestly depressing as fuck and it just gets worse and worse especially after wolverine kills uh cypher because he can figure out and talk to kokoa and realize what's wrong so they kill cypher and um, the X-Men, the sinister X-Men, basically rally up the Avengers saying, hey, now we have to work together to beat Orcus. Look what they did to our people. Now we got to fight them. And they Oh, and win. conveniently, though, conveniently, yeah. this also, we were able to, mystically, they said, we were able to bring back the X-Gene uh, so we can resurrect ourselves still. But tragically, mm. we were not able to, to do the same for humans. So that's what they've taken from you now. So like now they've made the whole world hate Orcus because they have taken the ability for them and their loved ones to come back from the dead. And technically it's true because we know the mutants have the waiting room now that mm, astral plane for a couple, for a couple more pages at least. Uh, but yeah. Yes, for, a little bit, for a little bit. Um, In the meantime, they beat Orcus and Cyclops is like, Hey man, you know, it'd be a really cool way to show support to our people since you never do before. A really cool way is if you get the X gene to really show. <laughs> so fucking insane. It's so insane how like ridiculously simple and stupid this plan is. And it's yeah. just working like a fucking charm. Oh, 100%. And now that Krakoa's brain dead, they bring back the, I'm going to say, original Sinister. Uh, he comes back. He's like, great. My plan yeah, I think great. we skipped over that in the beginning. Yeah, he got part of his plan was also getting condemned to the pit. And now he's he's back. Well, yeah, because that, that happened at the end of the last issue, too. Oh, did it? OK, I forgot. Yeah. I, I thought it was started with this one. OK, my bad. 
So he goes to uh, Murr Island, which we'll be talking about later today. We're going to be talking about it all fucking day. (laughs) Um, Strap in, listener. Sees his pets are dead. You know, know, of course, of course, I'm happy about that. But this is where we mainly learn about his grand plan um, that essentially ends with gloat. Yeah. Like everything we've seen, he's been planning and then end it with, I'm going to gloat now. Which brings me to a question. Do we think this could all be undone purely based off his ignorance because he has not reset a Moira? What, you last, mean like... Yeah, the last time we saw him reset a Moira or upload a Moira was before he killed the council. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's basically what... The, yeah, I mean, when we get to the end of this book, that's what this all hinges on now. Yeah, like, I think so. Okay. Like, because what, like, when we get to the end of this book, that's what he wants to do. He wants to stop this timeline and try again because he's not happy with with where things are going. So we'll get to that then. We'll say, yeah, yeah. so yeah, we'll build to that in a second. Yeah. So he goes over his whole evil plan for his uh, turtle. And then we start getting a montage of things he's been doing, like shooting a mini version of, of Juggernaut through the head of Thanos. Because that's a thing you do. This was a line I really liked too. Mm. Because like Thanos was in like the time stream or some shit like that. It's it there is like Thanos's brain matter is found across two billion years of history. Like that's such a fucking like wild ass sentence. I love it. <laughs> uh Namor killing Doctor Doom and then being resurrected with sinister cells, of course. And I love that they take the time like because as soon as I flip the page and I see Namor with a fucking diamond on his head, I'm like, who the fuck killed Namor? <laughs> oh, it was Sinister Emma seducing him and then killing him. Yeah, like you do. Um, we have a, a second war with the Eternals where, of course, Sinister wins. Um, we have, and again, this goes back to the Sinister version of a real person. When they change Ben Grimm, his first impulse is to make the Fantastic Four feel what he felt. And I really like that image of him like choking a Reed Richards who can't stretch anymore. And like yeah. you see uh, Johnny and Sue get it turning into rock, but like in a more painful, horrific way. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, people are uh, awful when they're sinister. <laughs> yeah. They're so... not just sassy. <laughs> And we see how much it's spread. We see a sinister Captain America and Captain Marvel. And eventually we have Storm being like, hey guys. Okay. Oh, good. That part of his so like part of his plan was to have like Captain America kill the president and the Avengers go crazy. Oh, yes. And then the X-Men had to save the day. Like it's all like building to this, like, my sinister X-Men are like here to, yeah. And then we get to a part where Storm, somehow not a sinister yet, is just like, of course not. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck's going on? First of all, that's not Nightcrawler. <laughs> and he do- and when they close up on him when she's doing that, he looks so dumb too. He yeah. look he looks like a fucking like he doesn't have any brains in his head. Yeah. Well, we get the real Nightcrawler, and this is real fucked, dude. Just- what? What the fuck happened to Nightcrawler, man? Do I have to go back and see what's happening in that? Uh, oh, so I have or? a couple notes here. I have a couple okay. notes. I skipped over one of them, which was at the, uh, at the. There's a part where like Doctor, 
Mr. Sinister is saying like about his five year plan. His five year plan is basically called the five year plan of fucking around. Yeah. And that's what all this is that we're talking about that you just talked about. It was his that's what he called this plan. Fucking yeah. around. Fucking around. And now he's about to find out. But yeah. Um yeah, I want to know what the fuck happened to Nitro. Like I think we have to go back and start reading Legion of X, man. Legion, that's what it's called. Yeah. I have a but I have a few issues because I have them all. I've been getting yeah. them still. I just haven't been keeping up. Maybe maybe but we'll do a deep dive like, to that. So like it's something like we it's something with his genes. Like there's something in about Nightcrawler's genes that is is trouble is is perplexing Mister Sinister, and he hasn't been able to actually bring him back as a sinister version of himself. Yeah, and like that this is what happened when he did basically. Hmm. Could it be something to do with like his phasing ability, because like you're in another dimension. He's going. That's always like, is it something to do with like a hell? Because we start, we jump into a bunch of hell dimensions here in a minute too. So yeah. like. Is it something about? Are we going back to that? Yeah, when he bamps, he goes into like this hell dimension and shit, hmm, and that's why yeah. it smells like brimstone. So immediately, Storm's like, "Okay, everyone's standing up in unison and has a diamond in their head. Not good." And then we go backwards to find out she had a barrier, a mental barrier in her head already, in case shit went down. Of course she did, because Storm is always one step ahead. Yeah. So she escapes and finds Destiny and Mystique. So I guess that's our um rebellion group now. Yeah, and I love the I love the line which so like she's like she flew all the way to Peru and like she lands on this like beach it looks like and she tur- and she turns around to find Destiny and Mystique and Storm's like Destiny, how did you know I'd Oh, of course. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, we have Sebastian Shaw taking over hell. Yeah. So speaking of no, what he takes over, what, ha- so he becomes, they set Sebastian, you're, they set your boy up as the Krakoan emissary to the various hell dimensions. But in order to be an emissary to a hell dimension, you must be the ruler of your own hell dimension. So naturally they went to the waiting room and they turned it into a hell. And that is what Shaw is overseeing. So, like everyone, oh, I didn't see- even catch that. Yeah. Oh, okay. It says, um, "All right." So it says to get a seat on the infernal parliament, he was required to own a hell. Suffice to say, the waiting room is no longer a paradise. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, like all these demons and all these things, these are all the mutants that have died and been corrupted in the waiting room now. <laughs> like. So they also attacked Asgard. They did that. Magic, a, sinister magic took over that one. Yep. Like, it's just all these terrible things. Uh, no more Wanda, just oh, in case. Dude, it, it was a little funny when the, he's giving all this dialogue. And then for the scene where he's just whatever he's doing to destroy Wanda, he just says, no more Wanda. <laughs> yeah, no more Wanda. That's Just in case. I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> and just the and 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 just the callback to the no more mutants too, you know. What I mean, yeah. it's just it's just real funny. I then he it. made his own X Men original X Men group that are all just chimeras of multiple original X Men. Yeah, and this is the first generation. So this one, he says, he was only able to do it by getting two X genes into one. So right now, he can only splice two X genes into one body. But in 
House of X, right? Or is it Dawn of X? I don't remember. Whichever one of those books was in the future, we learned that oh, power. Yeah, power. Power. Yeah, yeah, power. Um, we learned that the Chimera are like like five different X genes. Yeah. In a body now. So like this is like legitimate, like this is where it starts. Like, oh fuck. Uh they sent a team to attack Storm on Arako, and they don't know what happened to her after that. To find out, read Brotherhood or whatever it's called. Yeah, whatever her store book is. Yeah. Um. So now we have we're in the ten years in the future, and people are just lining up still to get an X gene. Sinister just walking around having a good time. They even vote to stop hiding their diamonds because really, who cares? Yeah. There's a yeah. There's like it's like this dystopian future where people are lining up to get the X gene. There's there's wanted posters of storm everywhere behind uh, him is a as a, there's a chimera spider-man who's like half nightcrawler half spider-man attacking happy hogan who's like guys can we not this oh, is yeah, he, he's the crazy guy telling you there's things in the drugs <laughs> yeah uh so they all vote to stop hiding their diamonds but they also have their own opinions about how to handle different situations. And as I was reading it, I felt like I could read Sinister's face. And I really fucking love that. Yeah. Of like they're all giving their own ideas because there's still Xavier, there's still Emma, there's still Hope, but just Sinister. Yeah, and, they're the sinister versions of them. And now the main sinister is just kind of like, um, yeah, 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 yeah. We can have a big meeting about all this shit. That's going to be great. I'm just going to go to my room real quick <laughs> and check on something. When I come back, we can have a big debate about all the different plans. That's not going to work for Sinister. Yeah. So what happening. they, yeah. So what's happening is they are, they are in faith. So they've learned that because of all their actions, there are, there are various space people who are upset with them and space colonies that are upset with them. And they are wanting to go to war. They are wanting to take their war to space. And Sinister says that, like, at one point, he's like, ooh, I I, I didn't think the space war stuff would happen this quickly. Um, uh, yeah, okay, let's, we'll t- like you were saying, let, let's talk about this. And then he storms off. He's like, to hell with that. Like, I want to immediately go reset this stuff. So something about, the expansion into space is still like he's not ready for that yet. But also the individuality of these other sinisters. Yeah, they're like not reliable. Like, they're yeah, yeah. He wants to fix that too. Yeah, he's gonna have to fix that too. But it's definitely the bigger issue is this this the space war that he does not want to engage in right now. And I forgot where it was, but he references the other sinisters. Yeah, he said though, yeah, he also like he wants to figure out what's going on with those inferior clones or whatever they were called. Yeah, so he still legitimately, based off his own inner monologue, does not know what's up with those clones. No. So that's, it was that's... like the Clove one and the the Jack the or whatever man, they were, yeah. yeah. I, which I'm other... assuming one of them are the ones who stole the Moiras. You would think. Yeah, maybe so one that's of them what working... happens now. He, yeah. Oh, maybe the old, <clears throat> the old one in space saved Storm? Oh, maybe. It's possible. Could be. Anyways. So yeah, that's what happens at the end of this book is he's going to reset everything. He gets to his lab and there is no more lab. Yeah. Moira's are gone. And he this... says, 
I'm trapped. <laughs> <laughs> he can't just reset everything. Now. He's trapped oh. in a hell of his own making. <laughs> yeah, that's that's honestly the most sinister thing he could do. Perfect. Um, so I give that five red diamonds <laughs> dude i think for like the first time on this podcast i'm gonna have to go this is a six red diamond book for me man i i That's am pumped fair. i am pumped this one the art the storytelling the pace of the the way they were able to go through so much a and lot. make sure <laughs> that like they connected it all they made sure that when there was a big like a big jump in time they explained it in like two sentences you know yeah. what I mean? Like the efficiency to at which this book was written and still was like enjoyable, funny. I love the idea that the Sinisters are still they're just sinister versions of like Emma and Charles. And yeah, stuff. he didn't make them like mental clones. No. Yeah. So like it's it's fucking hilarious. It's it's yes. great. I'm really looking forward to this fucking to, to this event. Yeah. If this event like sticks to landing, this could be like the best event since the very first one. <laughs> In my yeah, so far that's what it's feel. This is definitely the one I've been most hyped about after reading the first. Yeah. Um. All right. So next up we have X Men the animated series, the Cure. Oh, wait, let's so real quick. Oh, let's sorry, talk no. about the the rate at which these coming out because we're recording this now on the fifteenth, which means yes. there are two more books out. And these I already take... got my copy of um Storm, Storm and, the Brotherhood. and the Brotherhood. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. The next few books, um, including the one you've already picked up, happen in year 10. So that's the one you got, Storm and the Brotherhood of Mutants, the one that came out as we are speaking right now, which is Nightcrawlers. And then the one next week is Immoral X-Men number one. And then in March, we jump. Then the three books that come out in March take place in year 100. Yeah. And then after that, the final set so far in this in this checklist here take place in year oh just year 1000 <laughs> yeah so we're gonna get that far probably to that ending in one of the alternate timelines where like it's a big exodus mouth eating a smaller yeah or, yeah eating a smaller exactly um, yeah yeah this is wild. oh yeah we have that graphic before we get into the animated show so I found um shout out to Cody the mutant menace on uh on Twitter uh, who shared a a, a photo from a, an X-Men book published a while ago and I don't re- I can't remember which fucking oh, issue it came this, from. Wasn't this the the Moira book? It might have been. Yeah. But it's it's basically like this flow chart but like really kind of like in flux really looking you know what i mean it doesn't look solid like like you would think but it's all these like put upcoming potential futures from what i remember and we had the, the judgment day which happened we have several nimrod extinction events on these different branches that come out which we saw in this book nimrod being taken care of yes um uh krakoa dissolution like at some point that you know like these all really feel like things are that are happening because there is in here AVX, um, what is it, six, which yeah. you know, we just saw in a uh, Avengers and X Men battle in here. So, like, some of these I feel like are things that we could be expecting, like the Cassandra supernova. Like, well, it depends because when you're branching off, 
Judgment Day happened, and then you're supposed to branch off from there. And now we're at the red, the empire. Oh yeah, the of empire the of the red diamond. diamond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that leads to the storm, the storm system. system. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah, where yeah. that ends. So like, yeah, it, you're right. Yeah, this, I didn't have it zoomed out. I didn't. Ha- I had it too far zoomed in, and I missed that. It went on. Yeah. Yeah, technically, that's the path we're on right now because we already got past Judgment Day. So, we okay. So there was Nimrod extinction event, a new Krakoa. What was the broken sword? Oh, that was. No, I'm saying none of those happened because the path went directly to the Empire of the Red Diamond. So if they stop uh, Sinister and go backwards, they I can see. probably go to a new Krakoa or one of those directions. Oh, yeah. These are, yeah, potentials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. Okay. But either way, this seems really fucking intriguing to me. Yeah. And I love that this was like, this was a while ago that that got published. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the that was from the Moira book. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes or sense. a Destiny issue. Yeah, with... wasn't there? Might have been like an Immortal X Men one that was the, maybe. maybe the Destiny issue of Immortal X Men. Yeah. Either way, fucking back to just six six fucking red diamonds. I I I don't recall being this hyped for a, a series <laughs> since since Dawn of X Power of X. Really? Yeah. No, this is fantastic. Um, next up we have. Episode nine of X-Men, the animated series called The Cure. Um, so before we get into this, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, I really feel like when we were younger back in the day, they had no issue calling something part one, part two, part 18. Even in this fucking show later on when it gets to the Phoenix story, I think there's like six parts to it maybe. This one feels like a four-parter that they're like, yeah, yeah, we know. And then you have episode one of the four-parter. And then they went, oh, shit, we're at episode four. And we didn't <laughs> do episode two and three. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you. And I think this is a lot of like, again, this is episode nine. <laughs> like, I, I think this is a lot of like them just seeing what they can literally get away with. So episode starts off with Cable going to assassinate a doctor who's making cure for the mutant gene. And bumps into uh angel our first appearance of angel in the show yeah and (laughs) then his girlfriend angel's girlfriend shoots him by accident (laughs) yeah there's a during the scene when warren is fighting cable because cable thought he was the the doctor he's going to 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 assassinate yeah warren's the financer for the doctor yeah warren says the funniest fucking line i have ever heard in my life yeah all right i know exactly what you're gonna say when (laughs) he gets kicked out of the window by fucking cable and then he says you picked the wrong chalet to terrorize this is why we're friends because i almost died laughing i'm like that's the name of the episode right (laughs) 100 percent. i thought the same fucking thing Yeah, that is an amazing. That is like the most out of touch thing you could say. Pick the wrong fucking chalet to terrorize <laughs> to a man who looks like Cable. Yeah, <laughs> I just I couldn't, dude. I couldn't. I like it's the only fucking thing I have. Literally, I have. This is what I wrote. Warren, you picked the wrong chalet to terrorize. Haha. <laughs> like I just did what. Yeah, that's the only note I have. Then I wrote the title of the next episode and didn't take any fucking notes on it. That's fair. Yeah. What is gonna top that? What is gonna top that? 
absolutely nothing. So Warren, after getting shot by his girlfriend by accident, <laughs> he like kind of he's limping away while flying. <laughs> is the best way to describe it. Like a Dude, limp this flying. This cartoon is fucking batshit. Insane. It. And now we cut to um Xavier and Moira on Mur Island. Oh which my god, is her this fucking where... accent. Oh yeah, that's a whole other situation. But is this where Xavier meant where he was going somewhere? Because I feel like we're ignoring yes. that. No, no, that's where he. This was... is where he yeah, because okay. yeah, because he. I don't remember if he said Moira's name. Some at some point he says, kind of to the. I think we would have heard it and known that's where he was going. Yeah, so he's doing that, and then we cut back to the. The spot where a bunch of mutants are like, yeah, we want a cure. Oh, sorry. Before that, going a little ahead, um, we get to the part doesn't where, matter. yeah, it doesn't fully matter. But the X-Men are talking about what's going on with this doctor. And basically Wolverine's like, fuck all these motherfuckers who think they're better than us. We like being mutants. We're mutant and proud. Right, guys? Just totally ignoring the fact that, oh, yeah, Rogue <laughs> doesn't have Rogue, the best control over power. Yeah, Rogue doesn't have the... And despite the fact that Gambit is fucking laying it on hard in this episode. Insanity. They're the worst team. I'm saying it again. <laughs> They're the worst like, team. Yeah, between Wolverine and Gambit. But, like, Gambit is, like... He is mean firing on all, all cylinders with Rogue, man. He is, like... Maybe Gambit's got energy to spare. <laughs> like he's just like but all you... kinds of like, hey, I don't care. I just want to fuck. But on top of that, you have so many scenes. Like, what was the scene where Wolverine basically pulls a samurai sword in the middle of his hand to cut like a big block of wood? And I'm like, like that blade is way too big. <laughs> yeah, like what the? F- how- uh, eventually. Uh, Gambit hands him like uh, about to explode brick. <laughs> I'm like, Cyclops that's has wildly to dangerous. <laughs> yeah, like these people are reckless, insanity. Um, but this is like the part where the way Wolverine goes, like the Cajun. <laughs> like, I know, like, damn, like this is a slur. Should I be saying Wolverine this? Or not? Is so racist. He hates the Morlocks. He hates Cajuns. <laughs> He's got a real fucking attitude problem. That Wolverine. Yeah. So, but again, when you're a kid, it's the coolest thing in the world. Now I'm like, nah, man, Cyclops has a lot of pressure to deal with with these I motherfuckers. <laughs> I still, I still, I still think Gambit's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I, I so like, I'm like, damn, I did not give Cyclops enough credit back in the day. <laughs> He's so putting up they, with a lot of shit. Yeah. So afterwards, they cut back to the island um, where the doctor is working on mutants. And again, I was blown away because you have a bunch of people that want to get cured. And it's like, understandable. They have powers they can't control. And then you have the brotherhood of mutants, essentially um, avalanche pyro and someone else mystique. No, no, before mystique shows up, I think it was avalanche pyro and someone else. Anyway, no, I don't um, remember anybody else. We find out mystique is the doctor because the doctor's already dead. And mystique is working for apocalypse. And my brain was like, wait, the show introduced Mystique working for Apocalypse before Magneto? Wait, what do you mean before Magneto? Magneto was in episode two. No, no, but we associate Mystique with Magneto. Only because of the movies. Really? Yeah. Eventually she works with him as the Brotherhood in the show, though. Yeah. But like... 
in the comics, she like she was the leader of the Brotherhood for a long time. <laughs> like true, yeah. Yeah. But like I just, just always maybe because the movies, I always associated the yeah. two. But yeah, that was wild to me. And then of course the fact that we're even getting apocalypse in episode nine. Like is that's wild. where I'm at. Like, so we're getting apocalypse and we're finding out in this scene that you're describing that like Mystique and Apocalypse are building this fucking machine that turns them into his four horsemen of the apocalypse. So we're getting fucking Archangel and the four horsemen of the apocalypse. So you're getting Almost the story, in this episode. You're getting the story behind Archangel and then yada 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 the rest. You can't <laughs> yada 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 the rest. They, they absolutely yada. yada. I, I can't even tell you what happened to him at the end of the second episode. Honestly, like in the way they're like, oh, he hates being a mutant. He's got these gorgeous fucking wings. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so, no, he never did. What The reason he got turned is because he got his wings ripped off. Yeah. By like the the fucking um purifiers? No. Sabretooth, people who killed the Morlocks. Oh, ex- exiles? Not exiles. Ravagers. Ravagers, okay. Ravagers. Um So I I yeah, do so like that's them. why cuz he, he he got his wings ripped off and he became a fucking drunk depressed wreck and <laughs> fell under the like fell under the wing of uh Apocalypse who said I can give you your wings back and then he gave him that. Well, in this version, he's the second choice because Apocalypse is like, man, this rogue chick is pretty strong. Let's get her. And then, like, when she figures it out, it's like, oh, okay. Don't so the we... X Men come like storming in and be like, rogue, don't do it. And she's don't like, don't do what? it. Okay, stupid. Um, we also get a really fun fight scene, like a very comic fight scene between Cable and Pyro. Yeah, just like on the edge of a cliff. Cable being a badass shooting, but again, like we never, you gotta make sure no one's dead. So you you have to see Pyro float back up, so you yeah. know he's fine and stuff like that. It always cuts back, like you're almost like, oh, that was cool. Oh, okay, they're alive. And like Avalanche, I'm actually looking at it right now, like Avalanche saves Pyro. <laughs> yeah, there's a scene when um I think it's next episode when Apocalypse is attacking Paris, and yeah, like. Something. Uh, uh, some tanks go like yep, and fly, the, you see two guys hanging show, on somehow the guys get out of it or are hanging on the side of the bridge <laughs> like of a tank really when they yeah, get exactly. out of the tank <laughs> um but yeah the x-men stop rogue from going in the experiment because they just don't know that this is mystique that's still a big surprise for everyone um i'm trying to think before because i don't want they kind of blend together i'm trying to I make know. sure where this one actually ends I think it ends with the reveal of Apocalypse, no? Or like... I can tell you right now. Okay, yeah, I got it. So basically, Cable is still trying to kill the doctor that he thinks makes the cure. So he's about to kill him, and Mystique's like, yo, check it. I'm not the doctor. He's already dead. It's all cool. And then the X-Men show up, and then Mystique turns back into the doctor, and it's just like, hey, save me, X-Men. And eventually... Angel comes back because Rogue's like, you know what? I'm happy being a mutant. I don't have to do this to change myself. And Angel, in a nice little moment, I actually like the moment Angel and Rogue have where he's like, oh, you fly without wings? And she's like, yeah, I just I just do. And he's like, that must be nice. <laughs> like, I have to have these gorgeous wings on me instead. Um, I have to look like a legitimate angel. <laughs> yeah. So he comes, hey, I'll take her place. Take my powers away. And then Apocalypse is like, hell yeah. 
I know exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> and I'm that's going to turn you into a machine man. <laughs> and I, I think for a part one, even though it's not even called part one, just called the cure. I think for a part one, this is a solid episode. I give it um three gorgeous pairs of wings. I give it, I give it, th- I give it three gambit sexual harassment lawsuits <laughs> lawsuits hr reports <laughs> hr filings so now we get to an episode where i want you to cover this if you can because so much happens in this episode that i almost want to tell people watch x-men apocalypse instead kind of <laughs> kind of because like me and you always said like i don't hate that movie x-men apocalypse and I think it is the most comp or 90s animated series accurate that people always ask for. Yep. And this episode proves that proves you proves that point. A hundred yeah. there's shit that happens in the episode that happens essentially in the movie. That's true. Yeah, like I someone magnetizing true. all the nuclear weapons. Yeah. yeah. Stuff like that. Like and yeah. there was speech by Apocalypse talking to the world, but it's more small scale in Paris. But like there's some shit straight out of it. So, yeah, episode 10, come the apocalypse. Yeah. So, I, I, I'm i going <laughs> to hit the highlights I remember, man. Because like you Go just said, it. a lot of shit is packed into this tiny episode. And I legitimately watched it not that long ago. Like, literally Same. within a couple hours ago. <laughs> Same. <laughs> um, And, yeah. So, as you're saying. So, we I think we open on the Paris World Peace Talks, by the way. The, the World Peace Talks. The yeah. World Peace Summit. That's how it works. And um, they're like, well, we're taught. we like The humans are straight up like, well, we want to get rid of all of our nukes. But now we've got these mutants, though. <laughs> so, like, maybe we shouldn't in case we have to kill a bunch of mutants, I guess. <laughs> Just in case. And then Apocalypse... M- was a gargoyle on the roof and then morphed back into apocalypse somehow. I don't understand what that was about. And is basically like, you all are scum and I'm a po-, you know, apocalypse's thing. I- I'm yeah, better than everyone thing. and you're all gonna be my my slaves. And then he unleashes his uh his four horsemen. But no, okay, so it has to when did we meet the four horsemen? Was that at the oh, beginning that was of the, the episode? So the beginning of the episode is essentially Angel being changed. Yeah, and then yeah. It Mystique, cuts to the that's bar. right. That's the yeah. Mystique goes to the <clears> bar <throat> yeah. on on Muir Island, where everybody's basically the the waiting lobby to go get cured. Yeah. Um. All like the, eight of them. I'm looking at. Right yeah, now. yeah. 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 And like the X Men are there too, being like, "Can you believe these sad saps?" And then they're literally sitting there. It's because they feel so lonely and they don't have family. I don't know, man. I have an idea. Bring them in. Yeah, you have a giant, a like you have a giant estate. What are you talking? Oh. Give them the alternative. And it's true. It's Charles. Like Charles Xavier's looking at them, and being like, ah, they don't have any fighting skills, though. They don't have any fighting powers. Exactly. He doesn't do his like his real. I reasoning. can't turn them into little soldiers. And so yeah, and so yeah, Mystique comes. In the in the guise of Warren to say, look, I'm cured. Uh, Cyclops says, "Fuck you." <laughs> Warren's Basically. like, Warren's like, who wants to go get cured? And people and three three other people are chosen, and those people get immediately turned into apocalypse. Pestilent. Is like, I want three more. 
I only need four of you. It's a yeah. thing. It's a gimmick. And, and I need and I need their powers to be very specific. Can you find yes. somebody who can make you sick? Can you find somebody who has some vague war power? Yeah, whatever the war thing means. And then can you make somebody who makes people feel hungry? Yeah. And so she, they did. They found those people and they turned them into famine, war, and uh, pestilence. Yes. And then and then we see them in action at the Paris World Peace Talks, as I was just describing, where they rain down terror on their little <laughs> metal horses in their yeah. new little metal bodies with their weird little powers. And at the Paris Peace Talks, there just so happened to be a bunch of tanks and fighter jets that were ready to go. <laughs> and so they start fighting back. And as I described a minute ago, one of one of the tanks falls into I don't know, some, whatever that body of water is in Paris. I can't uh, the name's escaping me now, the fucking river. <laughs> um, but they fall into that, uh, uh, assuming, and um, miraculously, the two dudes inside the tank are hanging onto the side of the bridge. No, no worries. Just and so, no explanation of why it happened. It was a perfect roll, and then now they're hanging on the edge. Like, even if they're hanging on the edge of where the escape hatch would be, they no, would have been crushed. They would have been, been crushed, crushed by yeah. the tank. Yes, they would have been crushed by their own tank. Yeah. And so, in the, in the very next scene, though, like a helicopter is taken down, and I kept watching it, and I didn't see anybody jump out of that helicopter. So one thing about X-Men the Animated Series is they knew the the rules for animated shows on Fox back then. They didn't understand that most shows said, we don't care. Like, Batman got away with a lot of stuff. The people surviving was one thing they could they had to do a lot also, where people would always like, oh, look, they're, they survived the fall or whatever. Yeah. But, like, they used Tommy guns all the fucking time in that show. They truly did. <laughs> And they were not supposed to at all. Like little things like that that probably could have helped uh, the production choices in X-Men's animated show. Because maybe they learned that with uh, the Spider-Man one. Because I think Spider-Man was a little more, not adult, but just was a little more real, I guess. Does that make any sense? Well, let's see what happens as they go on, too. They they might get a little bit more. Yeah, when they know how to bend the rules more. Yeah, you know what I mean? But yeah, so... Yeah, Apocalypse attacking Paris is doing his old thing. And yeah. I, like I said, I just kept getting X-Men Apocalypse vibes. Yeah. It was kind of weird. And then I legitimately have no idea the sequence of events that happened next. Me too. This is weird. All right. <laughs> like, like so much happens in like the last 12 minutes. I can tell you vaguely what happens, but I don't know what order it happens. So like so- all right, let's see if we can match up then, because I can tell you at some point Rogue goes to help the doctor escape because she doesn't know it's Mystique. Yeah. And then Mystique's all like, psych bitches, it's me. Yeah. But like, I don't want to work for him. I'm just stuck here. I can help yeah. you guys out. I remember that. And then she shoots Rogue and Rogue gets caught under a bunch of like heavy equipment, right? Yes. Or is that later? Well, no, that's because I'm trying to look at it now. <laughs> Yeah, on my Disney Plus because it's so, weird. Like I was watching this three hours. Ago. I was watching this moment that feels like moments ago. <laughs> uh, there's big fights. Uh, Mystique tells Rogue at some point that Apocalypse has a, a hidden layer under Stonehenge because, yes. of course, yeah. And so, at some point, the X the X Men get the best of the four horsemen. <laughs> yes, can I just pinpoint a moment? There's, I don't know which one it is, maybe Famine. 
but she makes like a smoke cloud around herself to hide herself in the sky and then cyclops just shoots her down like she's like i'm gonna hide in the cloud and he's like oh i think i think that was storm trying to like put the cloud over her so she couldn't see where she was going oh okay i thought she was trying to hide and cyclops like i don't care no, and he blasted her right out of the fucking sky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so they were so yeah, that's what happened. So Rogue finds out that uh Apocalypse is at Stonehenge. She heads there. The four horsemen now have been defeated by the X-Men and are, and are ashamed of themselves. So they retreat back to Stonehenge. Yes. But from Paris. Um, and the X-Men follow them in their jet from Paris. And <laughs> they um they all end up at Stonehenge at the same exact time. Yeah, I mean, it's a blackbird. It's fine. Uh-huh. And then a big fight ensues. Um, Rogue takes... Rogue, yeah. Well, doesn't take his power. Just takes, like, just the, the infection. Evil. Just, just the, the evil. Somehow just, just evil only took the evil with her, but didn't have to deal with yeah. it for much longer. Yeah, so um, I guess she didn't like. Yeah, she was she going to grow wings or something? Like <laughs> I don't know. But also, like, there's a scene... Where they're yelling at Rogue, and then like the whole team with Cyclops appears, and like just Cyclops just blasts Apocalypse like through a brick, and I'm just like, you didn't see them coming, like they're standing in unison, like right in front of them, <laughs> like yep. you didn't hear the plane, you didn't like exactly. see them walk up in front of you, you're just so preoccupied by Storm and Storm alone. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, it it yeah, and so. Yeah, they fight. Apocalypse uh, is very disappointed in his uh, four horsemen, and he tells them basically that they failed him. And then he goes down into his little elevator to his lair. The lair turns out to be what we know as comic book readers to be a a ship known as Ship. Um, Uh, Also, the most like the moment I saw it, I'm like, that is the most toyetic spaceship i've ever seen like that is an action figure i know i saw in a store at one point probably yeah Yeah. so uh apocalypse has yeah back in the 80s apocalypse had an ai ship called ship uh and that's probably what that was and he takes off and blasts into the sky and the x-men are like cool we won basically (laughs) (laughs) and the end yeah i think Basically, like I'm gonna double check now because I'm at the. Oh yeah, Warren is like Warren's like I'm not evil anymore. Rogue's like cool. I'm I'm glad I could help you with that. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) And he and he flies away, and then they go away. I don't know if I like as a kid. I would have loved this episode. This would have been the coolest thing I could ever see. But as an adult watching it, I'm just like, man, there's a lot that you're just throwing at me and expecting me to be cool with like and none of it stuck yeah kind of not like it just kind of because they rushed it so much it kind of just oh it's okay we're gone we're done all right bye like that's it (laughs) i give it i give it one cyclops blast out of the sky (laughs) uh i give it i'll give it two transforming gargoyles and do apocalypse <laughs> i'll give it two of those okay. and the fact right. that like we just had an apocalypse storyline in episode 10 and the next episode is fucking days of future pass oh is it i didn't see that yep. yet. episode oh. 11 and 12 days of future pass part one and two <laughs> all right and it mentions a brotherhood of mutants plan to assassinate senator robert kelly so 
sure. Like, so I think next episode should be the last three episodes of season one of X-Men, the animated series. What do you think? I think so too. Do we want to tackle any more sins of sinister though? Or do we want to just do those three? I think just for that episode, do those three. Okay. Yeah. And then we'll do, then after that, we'll be able to do all three tie-ins, I guess. Yeah. All th- yeah. We'll be able to do year 10 basically. Boom. Sounds Boom. good. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Josh, if they have any uh, opinions, questions, where can they find us? I don't know anymore, man. Um, you can go to <laughs> KrakoaRadio.com. That's probably a good idea. Always a good idea. Um, you can go on Apple and rate, review, and subscribe. That's always helpful. That's very nice of you. If you um, I don't think Spotify has that feature, but if they, if you want to like at least follow us on Spotify, that's cool. That will help, yeah. Um, and then, you know, for as much as I'm on Twitter anymore, which is not a whole lot, you can find me at X Brewery and it's librarian with an X. Um, you can find me at Madman3005. Um, I did take a social media break yesterday for various reasons, but I'm just like, you know what? I just need a break because it's so fucking negative sometimes. Yeah. People will find literally anything and just make it the biggest fucking issue or it doesn't have to be. No opinion online is right. Like you could say, wow, the sky is nice today. You don't understand the people who can't see the sky right now. <laughs> it's like, what? What? The sky is woke. What do you mean it's woke? What is the, the sky, sky like, is woke? Like, like, I mean, if you think about sky. it though, in a way, the sky is woke. It's pretty woke. I mean, everyone can see it. Why can everyone see it? Fucking yeah. socialist. It should only be rich people who could see it. <laughs> so yeah, it's fun. And you know, I guess we're limited on how many tweets we can do now. Oh, are we? I, I wouldn't know. Uh, that's a new thing unless you pay. Uh, <laughs> Fuck our, no, I'm not Our Lord and Savior, uh, Elon Musk, took away the legacy check mark, I guess, from like companies and celebrities. Oh. Even though that included himself. What and um, also, he limits the, t- the amount of tweets and DMs we can do now as uh, peasants. Yeah, cool. I, I mean, I don't what? tweet that much anyway. I don't either. Still, I'm a, if you're I'm a company, that sucks. You know? Yeah. If you're a company or independent like artist that tries to tweet as much as you can to get exposure, that sure, really yeah. sucks. That really sucks for you now. Yeah. So that's a thing. Yeah. Anyway, guys, thank you right. so much for listening. We really appreciate it. I've been Nick. That's Josh. Or are we? I don't know. But if you want to find out, you have to come back. So we'll see you next time. <laughs>